It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Monday morning, which means the weekend is gone into a nice, fresh working week. Hope it was a good one at your place, the 10th day for October for 2022. It seems like it was a fairly busy auction weekend around the country and in particular in certain cities. Never let it be said that a small bid can't knock out your competition at an auction. We've talked about it before and on Saturday in Brisbane's Outer North, two bidders going back and forth fighting for a five-bedroom home. In total, nearly 40 ping-pong exchanges going up and down, up and down with their paddles. But in the end, it came down to a $500 knockout bid. So there you go. If your budget can afford it, you never know when you're going to knock out your competitor. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Angie Zigamanis about the oversupply of apartments and some losses being felt by owners. What are these areas where owners are losing money? What is happening? Because we see these shiny new modern-looking tall apartment complexes. Some, as you know, have had some cracking issues. Some investors and apartment buyers are starting to look elsewhere. Where are they looking? We'll talk about that in just a moment. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And as mentioned, today is the 10th of October. If you're celebrating your birthday, have a fantastic Monday. You're in the presence of David Lee Roth. He is celebrating his birthday. I'm just trying to think of that song. Gigolo, something along the lines of I'm just a gigolo, 67 today. And on the history books from 1964, the Tokyo Summer Olympics begin. Yeah, this is interesting. The first Olympics to be held in Asia in 1964 happened on this day. And as a tribute to the horrors of the Second World War, Yoshinori Sakai, who was born in Horoshima on August the 6th, 1945, the very day the atomic bomb destroyed the city was chosen as the torchbearer to light the Olympic flame. And how ironic, here we are all those years later in 2022 with Putin threatening to escalate the Ukraine war by using a tactical nuke. It is a crazy situation that we find ourselves in. We know crazy because the last two and a half years with the pandemic, that was bad enough, but it's a whole new different ball game, isn't it, with Putin? It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. And heading around Australia, having a look at your weather on this Monday morning. First we go to Sydney, should be mainly a dry Monday with partly cloudy skies, 19 is your forecast top. Mostly sunny in Melbourne today, 18 is your forecast high. In Brisbane, expecting one or two morning showers and 23. And in Perth today, one or two showers and your high 
of 21. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And a question to pose and discuss this morning is, is there an oversupply of apartments in some areas? And secondly, how bad is the selling loss ratio in some of these areas containing apartments? Because Domain reported that almost one in five properties in some apartment neighbourhoods such as Ride and Strathfield in Sydney and Melbourne CBD and Stoddington are selling at a loss. That's right, one in five. So what are the investors and first home buyers doing? Well, they are choosing boutique unit blocks where the specs might be higher. So let's talk about this and welcome into the Real Estate Breakfast this morning, Angie Zigamanis from Quantify Strategic Institute. Insights and good morning to you, Angie. Welcome in. Thanks very much, Craig. So, around the whole decision making where people are deciding to go for what they see as a safer bet in these boutique developments, has that been a growing trend that you've observed, say, over the last six months? Uh, well, yeah, even over the last two or three years, um, boutique apartments in smaller projects um, typically have showed better resale price performance than, than larger high-rise apartments, and, and there are a number of reasons for it. Normally, they're, they're higher aspect and better quality, but also being in a smaller project, when you're reselling, tends to mean that you also have less competition for sales because um, there's less likely to be other apartments within the project selling on the market at the same time. And also, um, in those boutique projects, you tend to get a mix of, of investor owners and owner-occupier buyers, so you've actually got a broader market to sell into as well. Do you think in general there seems to be a bit of a downturn in people looking towards these shiny high-rise developments because of some of the problems that have happened? Uh, I think definitely that, that those new high-rise developments have, have, are probably less attractive now to, to often to the new investor. Previously, they were, I guess, encouraged by depreciation benefits, by, in Victoria, for example, stamp duty savings. A lot of those things have sort of have dissipated a little bit um, in recent years in terms of the way they're sort of tax advantaged. As you mentioned, there's a lot of concerns about um, quality down the track. Um, you're buying off the plan and you're not necessarily going to be 100% sure of what the end result is. So, so I think a lot of people are either going with you know, trusted builders where they know, you know the product's going to be good at the end or in uh, smaller projects. That's the key, isn't it? You just don't know what's that final product going to look like. And Domain highlighted areas like Parramatta, where some properties are selling at a loss there. In Ride, as mentioned, in the local government area, 21.2% of properties sold in the June quarter traded at a loss. That's a few. Uh, definitely. And and if you look at the areas that particularly since the COVID pandemic have been challenged from a rental perspective, a lot of those areas close to universities or attract a higher level of international migrants uh, to supply tenants to, um, to the apartments in those markets. And with the borders closed through the COVID pandemic, it's meant that vacancy rates in those areas have shot up. Rents have dropped fairly dramatically in some locations as well. And it's just made, um, from an investor perspective, it's made those less attractive at the moment. And, and that's one of the reasons why we've seen those price declines. And the CoreLogic Pain and Gain report shows that there were fewer loss-making sales in the Brisbane Council area. Brisbane seems to still be pushing through on the positive slate. It does, and Brisbane was affected by low overseas migration, but it's had a huge number of COVID migrants coming north from, from Sydney and Melbourne over there, and so it hasn't had the same challenges from a vacancy perspective that some of those pockets of Melbourne and Sydney have. 
And I guess it's always, we should point out that it's always good to have perspective because loss-making sales are rare overall. Sellers made a profit on 93.8% of resales in the June quarter across Australia. So it isn't all negative in the bigger picture. No, no. Obviously, some locations do better than others, but also it also just highlights that you know, the longer you hold the property, the more likely you have a capital gain, and a lot of those locations um, are likely to have people who've held on to the, a lot of those resales are likely to represent people who've held on to those properties for two, three, four, five years and longer. So the longer you hold on to it, the more likely you to experience a capital gain. And when people are buying, say, within a 5K radius of the Sydney CBD, that market is still pretty tight. But then once you get beyond that, is it fair to say that some people are selling those units, I think, at a loss? Yeah, I think so. And I think when you look at some of the areas, as you mentioned before, the, the Macquarie Park Corridor, Parramatta, where there's, there's been you know huge licks of new supply that have been added to the markets. There are short-term challenges, particularly um, in terms of um, finding tenants and maintaining rents in there. And that's where losses on resale have come mostly. Cool logic last week showed overall Sydney home values are down 9% since peaking, while Melbourne has fallen 5.6%, Brisbane is down to 4.3%, and Perth has fallen 0.6%. Crystal ball gazing now, next three to four months, uh, taking us the other side of January. I mean, that's pretty scary, isn't it? Three to four months, the other side of January 2023. What do you think is likely? Yeah, you'd expect prices to keep falling over the next few months. Interest rates continue to rise. Last week, there was a, a rise um, by the Reserve Bank, and they've been rising for the last few months now. And so those rises still haven't worked their way through, but we expect them to continue to work their way through over the next few months with uh, further downside coming through for Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and, and probably all the Australian capital cities. Yes, and just finally, the rental market in the apartment unit space, we know that overseas migration tended to fuel that along pretty well in key areas like a Sydney. During the lockdown, not so much as that sort of died away. What are you looking to see in the next uh, six months, for example, in the growth of numbers of international migration moving in and what that is going to do to the rental market? Yeah, well, net overseas migration is coming back very strongly. The March quarter this year actually was a record month for net overseas migration, and some of that probably re- reflects a bit of a you know a post-COVID catch-up. But nevertheless, it's, st- it's still coming roaring back, and you're starting to see evidence of that in some of those yeah central city locations, the locations close to universities. Um, if you take Melbourne for example, apartment rents in Melbourne dropped by about thirty percent through the COVID pandemic, and there are reports now we've already seen it going up by ten to twenty percent this year. So, so we're seeing strong recovery in rents um, in a lot of those locations. They're still below where they were pre-COVID, but they're rising pretty quickly now. All right. Good on you, Angie. Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. I'll let you get on with it. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.